0: be named later i am chris willis and i'm again joined tonight by my good friend Stephen talbert Stephen, i think the braves are losing right now we're recording this on a wednesday night uh but we're going to try to knock this episode out so just keep in mind everybody just keep in mind that we're recording this as the game has happened uh so we'll we'll tr- we may uh get behind and not be uh up to date with anything that happens there but uh hope you're doing well tonight
1: yeah man i'm trying to figure out what is a foul ball and what is a pass ball <laughs> um apparently i've had the definitions of those two things wrong like my whole life so we'll see um you know we all learned something i guess tonight but yeah man i'm doing well it's always good to do these with you and um yeah we've got a lot to get to
0: i don't want to get into too big of a tangent on that call early that happened early in that game tonight um but uh I'm more upset that there's four umpires on the field that uh that can't couldn't see that that was a foul ball than I am for the fact that they couldn't review it. you know, I just don't even know how that happens but uh you know i digress we've got we've got a uh, a bunch of stuff to get to here, obviously we're in the last week of the regular season playoffs right around the corner and i mean. You know, you've got a 101-win 101 team, 101 team here with the Braves that uh, are uh, their magic number's down to one to clinch uh, uh home field advantage through the National League. And I think their magic number's two to clinch it all the way through the World Series. But there are some concerns, and it seems like, you know, we went through – maybe the whole season and didn't really have any of these uh but you know some issues to the starting rotation has popped up here i don't think uh you and i i think uh brad and scott got to talk about you know the situation with max Fried and charlie morton but uh, you and i haven't talked about it so i wanted to touch on it real quick before we uh you know before we move on i think of the things i've i've been hearing about max free is they're still pretty confident that uh you know, shutting him down when they did, putting him on the injured list, that he's going to be fine for the division series. Uh, But, you know, you know how it is with blisters. I mean, he's pitched pretty well with that one, but I think, I think we're going to be holding our breath whenever he, he takes the ball in game one or game two of that division series. You know, we're going to be holding our breath the next day to see how he feels, because I think that's that's going to tell the story you know if if it's if it's gone and then you don't have to worry about it for the remainder of that series but you know i mean just a that could be an obviously just a, a huge blow to this team you know if max free can't take the ball yeah that news
1: dropped i think friday i think right after we recorded our last episode so yeah you and i haven't talked about the max freed stuff yet but you know it's always funny to me there's there's a, a phenomenon that happens online when news like that breaks and there's really there's two groups of people that kind of suffer from the same problem and the first group is the people that just freak out about everything right they're just full negative oh this is exactly like last year you know it's going to be a disaster exact same thing is happening but going to bounce in the first round you know people just lose their mind and then kind of the other side of the same coin is I guess because people really don't want to be lumped in with group one there's this group of people that Kind of go out of their way to make as little a deal of it as possible, right like there it's like a race to see who can have the most measured take, and like it's no big deal at all and and like most things, you know the truth is is somewhere in between, and you know i I tweeted this out the day it happened, but like it's not a huge concern, but it is a it's a mild it's at least a mild concern like you should at least be mildly concerned that your best pitcher and certainly the guy that, you know, has had the most playoff experience between him and Strider is on the IL two weeks before the season starts. Like, yeah, it's a blister, and he's dealt with it before, and he should be fine. But, you know, I had people telling me, like, oh, he'll be 100% by the time we get to the playoffs. And you just don't know that. And, you know, he's he's not pitched a lot this year at all, overall, really. And, he's, you know, when he gets to that start, um, that first division start, that'll be on that only be his second start in the last four weeks. So, you know, he's obviously done really well coming off the IL before, you know, he's not a guy that usually has to have two or three warm up starts before he's good again. So I get the optimism, but you know, there's, there should at least be some mild concern. And like you said, there's also the issue of, can he come back again and pitch five days later in game five, if needed, or game four, whichever one he pitches first. So, um, yeah it it it's an interesting it was a very interesting day and like always it was fascinating to to watch the the online reaction
0: yeah and i mean the good thing about this if there is a good thing i mean he had eight days last time you know when they, they skipped his start against philadelphia and then he went back out there and pitched and pitched really well and then you know the blister kind of i think it filled they, the way they described it filled back up with fluid but uh Uh, You know, this time he's going to have about 15 days, roughly. Um, You know, sure, hopefully that's enough time. Uh, Hopefully it's not something that goes on. One thing they did make a point of is he's continuing to throw, so I think that helps. He can put tape over it, and uh, they kind of bandage it up, but obviously he can't do that in a game. He can't do that in a game, but he can do it, uh, you know, uh, throwing his sides and stuff. So, you know, it is good that he can continue to – to throw, but, I mean, obviously, I mean, anytime you're, you know, your ace or your number two or however you want to line them up goes on the aisle, particularly uh, this close to the postseason, it's got to be a concern. And, you know, it's something that we're just going to have to monitor as they they do get into the postseason. You know, then the very next day, Charlie Morton leaves after one inning with what was – called uh, uh, inflammation in his finger, but it's since they've been since referring it to as a a finger sprain, which is something I never really heard about, but when you think about how many RPMs he gets on that curveball, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of torque coming through his hand as far as that goes, um, this one could be this, this injury to me, um, probably worries me a little bit more because he was ruled out of the NLDS. I know, you know, the reaction on Twitter, I, I got, I don't know how many tweets that, Hey, he can be an injury replacement. He can be an injury replacement. I'm not even sure he can because he's on the injured list. Uh, when that series start, I don't, I can't think of a situation where a guy was activated off the injured, injured list to replace a guy on the injured list or that that was hurt, you know, that's going on the IL. So, but that was fun. But the Braves were I, – I asked the question and the Braves were uh, – basically what I was told is he's not an option for the division series. So, even if they get a guy hurt, what they're saying right now is it will not be Charlie Morton that replaces him, which is significant if you ask me because, I mean, you know, you just talked about how many times Freed's pitched – you know, Morton, if they get to the LCS and he's able to go, he's going to be, I mean, what is it? It's going to be close to a month. Is that, if I'm, if I'm thinking about this correctly, uh, because they'll have the week off, uh, it'd be roughly three three to four weeks since he he would have pitched. You know, he would have been their game three starter in the division series. Uh, you know, so obviously they're gonna be, there's going to be some shuffling around. But what do you think about when you saw Morton, Morton got hurt and then obviously he's going to miss the division series.
1: Yeah, it's a weird injury, like a, a bone of, or a, a bruise, a bruised finger, or I think, yeah, I don't, I, I can't remember the exact diagnosis, but it was something like a bruised finger, which I, yeah, I'm with you, I, I've never really heard of before, but obviously, you know, the way he pitches and especially, you know, the spin he gets on, on his breaking pitches and stuff, he, he puts a lot of pressure on that finger, so it's obviously bad enough where he can't pitch, and yeah, it's a bummer, I mean, because, you know, we're going to talk about Bryce Elder here in a minute, but. You know the Braves kind of needed Charlie Morton to be good because otherwise they were going to have to turn to some guys who, you know, maybe aren't quite as um, intriguing or appetizing, um, you know, in terms of having to use in the postseason. So I I was, you know, I was pretty stunned. Um, You know, usually when you think about a guy missing the next month, you don't think about a bru, you know, a bruised finger, but um, you know, and like you said. Even if he, you know, even if he was healthy, you know, we're not entirely sure the rules were even going to allow him to pitch in the NLDS either way, and it doesn't look like he's going to be healthy enough to do it anyway. So, it's irrelevant. But yeah, it's a it's a big blow because you know, I mean, you as a Braves fan, you hope that that Max and Strider can go out and, and dominate games one and two, and you know, game three can just kind of be a throwaway game, and and you can mix and match your way through it, or or grit your teeth and, and use Bryce Elder as long as possible and, and then use your bullpen for the rest of the way. But, you know, this, this starting rotation depth took a took a big hit in, like, back-to-back days. And, you know, this is kind of what happened last year. Um, one of the reasons they didn't advance last year is because, you know, they just couldn't pit. They didn't pit very well in the postseason, and, and part of that was because of injury and, and illness. And this is the kind of stuff that can derail a, a whole season, absolutely. And so it, it's definitely concerning. And, you know, I will say as long as Max Fried and and Spencer Strider are good, I'm not as worried about Charlie Morton. Um, You know, I think those two guys being healthy is significantly more important than Charlie. But in terms of depth and especially if you get past the the first round into the uh, NLCS, then, you know, the depth of your rotation matters a little bit more. So, you know, if they get to that point, it'll be interesting what they do. But, yeah, it was a big blow.
0: Yeah, Brian Snicker was—he reiterated. Uh, I think it was uh, yeah, it was Tuesday night that you know he they they're hopeful that Morton will be ready if they get to the NLCS, which I think that's good. You know, at least it wasn't a situation where they went ahead and ruled him out for the rest of the season anything like that so you know hopefully it's something they can get past and and you know this is just kind of a a scary situation but you know I mean uh, again last thing about the injury replacement I mean we've seen that in recent years I mean we've seen Tucker Davidson I think replace Waskar Yanoa uh Kyle Wright of course replaced Morton um you know so I mean it's out there we've seen that but I mean you gotta get league approval you know you're I know there's some phantom ILS and stuff you know during the regular season but you're not going to sneak your game three starter through the other team, <laughs> you know. In in a, in a situation like that, just because his IL, my my feeling was always all along was if he was an option for the DL, they'd just be uh, for the division series. They wouldn't wouldn't have put him on the injured list. He would they would have just played this out uh, one short of a pitcher, you know. And and but it was obvious it was going to take longer than that, so. You know, some bad luck there. Uh, I think the last show you and I talked about, uh, maybe two shows ago, you know, we've talked about Bryce Elder and his role for the division series. Would he be on the roster? And suddenly, you know, he becomes very important and it's not been pretty lately. I mean, he has struggled. Uh, It's kind of a, probably his worst, I would say this is probably his worst stretch of the season. You know, we've talked about how important he's been. But, you know, he is – whether it's fatigue, you know, I don't really buy that because, I mean, he got extra rest just like everybody else on the, on the the in the rotation did. But, I mean, he is up to 180 two-thirds innings if you count his one start at Gwinnett. Uh, I think he uh, – well, I've got it here. He threw 159 last season. But, I mean, his biggest issue right now is the walks. I mean, his defense let him down in the first inning uh, Tuesday night. Um, yeah, you know, it was, a uh, Austin Riley fell down on a, a ball that went for a single, um, Orlando Arcia had a double play ball, couldn't get the ball out of his glove. I didn't fault him for that first inning, but it's just too many walks and, you know, he walks, um, you know, Ronald made a, uh, a, a sliding attempt and didn't come up with it in the, I think it was the second inning or third inning. But, you know, the two runs that scored both walked, reached on, uh, based on balls and, that's just been the issue with him. He's got nine walks and two strikeouts in his last two starts. Uh, he's allowed 13 runs over his last 12 in the third innings. And, I mean, I'm wondering. I mean, he's lined up to start the last game of the season on Sunday. And, you know, they probably would like to see him go out and pitch pretty well. But I'm also not sure that he just doesn't need a little bit of time just to clear him, clear his mind, you know, because this is just one of those situations right now where he's just not in the strike zone enough.
1: Yeah, it's not been encouraging at all. It's it's actually been fairly discouraging. Um and like you said, the 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 principal concern is the walks, well, the increase of walks, the decrease in strikeouts, the decrease in ground balls, like all the stuff that he was doing early in the season, you know, he's never been a stuff guy. And obviously his his FIP and his ex FIP and all his peripheral numbers always said that he wasn't as good as his ERA was in the first half. But and so, you know, obviously, we expected regression. You and I talked about that uh, ad nauseum for most of the season. But, and, and obviously, the regression has come. But the reason it's gotten so much worse is because the things he was doing early in the season, he's not doing anymore. He's not getting the ground balls. He's not getting the strikeouts. He's not limiting the walks. Um, you know, and he just he doesn't have good enough stuff to constantly have two or three guys on base. Uh, you know, you're just not going to pitch out of that. You know, when you're when you got Spencer Strider stuff. Yeah, you can get out of that. You can get strikeouts when you need them. But, you know, Elder doesn't have that. He he pitches to a lot of contact. He's got to get a lot of ground balls. And he's got to be able to pinpoint stuff. And his control and command has just been so poor. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I you know, you and I talked about it, I think, last week. But, you know, there was a real discussion about whether or not Bryce Elder was going to be on the playoff roster at all before these injuries. And, you know, now we've moved to. Not only is he going to be not only is he going to be on the roster, but there's a decent chance he's going to be the game three starter. Um, now they, they they could do a bullpen game for game three. They could use Kyle Wright, you know. They could use uh, Jesse Chavez Tonkin. Um, you know they got some some length in their bullpen that they could probably mix and match enough guys to get a game three start if they wanted to. But if it is Bryce Elder and you know he has a bad start there's going to be a lot of questions about why he was allowed to make that start because it just hasn't looked good. And, you know, uh, it's, it's just tough to be confident in him right now. I know it's crazy to say about somebody that was on the all-star team, you know, two months ago, but he's just been extremely inconsistent in the second half. He'll have a good start and then he won't get out of the second or third inning the next start. So it's not been great. And it's come at a bad time, obviously with these injuries. So I, you know, I'm with you. I don't know what they're going to do on Sunday, they could definitely start him again if they want to, but I mean, if he pitches like crap again, then then what do you do, right? I mean, it it you know it very easily could just make it worse. So, yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see what they do.
0: It probably uh, a part of it probably determines on what they do uh, Thursday. I think you know I th- that looks to me like a bullpen game. Um, uh, the last the uh, series finale against the Cubs, I'm sure they'll I'm sure uh, Brinson will announce that after t- after Wednesday's game. You know the thing with Elder, I think if he's on the roster, if he's on the DS, he's going to start that game three. And honestly, this is one reason I still—I mean, the Morton thing bothered me, but I wasn't completely torn up about it because I just look at Elder in the postseason. Is maybe he just turns that line over, line up over one time, you know, and you see how it goes, and then if he, you know, if he can get you through it twice then you feel really good you know and that's kind of the way I look at it because with the off days in the in the division series you can go to that bullpen early and start mixing and matching and playing matchups uh obviously it's kind of you know elder the way he's pitching right now pitching if if that if it's to the Phillies and you have to go to game 3 it will be in Philadelphia that's a scary scary proposition but i just look at i'm looking at that game 3 like elder may start it but that may be more of a bullpen game than anything else at this point. Um, obviously, we'll have to see how that goes uh, as uh, as it gets through. But you know, a few months ago, man, we were talking about how much rotation depth this uh, this group had and and everything, and it was fine. But man, it has taken a hit. I mean, when you look at all the way down to AJ Smith Shaver, you know, who had a little bit of a shoulder injury, he's not completely stretched out anymore. Um, you know, they pretty much used up Jared Schuster. I think if he – you know, he he has the five options limit. Uh, Dylan Dodd actually pitched in relief the other day. So, I'm wondering, you know, if that wasn't a little bit of a an audition or just an, a reason, in, you know, to get him back in there and throw some more innings one last time. You know, Alan Winans has looked pretty good. I'm excited to kind of to see him pitch at the end. We'll talk a little bit more about the roster uh, here. But, I mean, you know, for the rotation, I mean – we can talk about depth for the fifth starter all we want, uh, but you know, if you start losing guys like Max Free, Charlie Morton, and then Bryce Elder starts struggling, you know, it just uh, it it looks like Spencer Strider and nobody else, you know. So it's gotten really thin really quick.
1: Yeah, and the so one thing I don't, I can't say I fully understand. And I know we're gonna. This is after the break, so we'll probably talk about this after the break a bit. But uh, actually, you know what? I'll save it for after the break because it's a, it's one of the subjects we have coming up. But yeah, the, the 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 depth in the rotation has, I mean, you know, back when they had Soroka, they had Allard, they had Chirinos, like you know, they had a bunch of guys that could at least be fillers. And you know, obviously with the injuries to Max and Morden, like the depth just crashed and burned real quick. And obviously it's not going to matter for the regular season because the Braves have locked everything up and just need one more win or one more loss to lock up home field. But, um, yeah, it's been – the the roller coaster of the rotation has been uh, something over the last couple of weeks. And, listen, I understand people that kind of remember last year and, and, you know, how miserable the playoffs were because the rotation was in shambles. And, you know, I get why people are kind of nervous about it because, it, you know, it can be a thing. It can be the thing that, that knocks them out if they don't get – some of these guys back healthy. So it's going to be interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I'm going to save it till after. We'll see what happens in the postseason. I mean, a lot of people, I've even seen it over this last week, you know, talking about the trade deadline. But, you know, you go look at, with the exception of Jordan Montgomery, none of those guys that were moved to the trade deadline have done anything. Of value, you know. Lance Lynn got off to a great start, and when the Braves lit him up in Los Angeles, he's been terrible ever since. Look, Giolito has been terrible too. Jack Flaherty got moved to the bullpen. Uh, you know, Montgomery's about the only guy out of that group that's really has done done the job. And I mean, the Braves were probably looking for somebody that could really move the needle. They felt like they had enough guys to fill in in the fifth spot. Um, but you know, you go look at the Dodgers right now. I mean, there's no the Dodgers have no sympathy for the Braves' inj- pitching injuries because they've lost nearly a whole rotation. Uh, you know, for yep. inj- whether injury or off the field stuff, I mean, it's happened to everybody. I mean, nobody is just yep. exceptionally deep. I know it, it hits home. You know, when you're it's your team that you're looking at, but I mean. You know, everybody's dealing with this. I mean, Philadelphia right now's rotation looks pretty good, I think. But man, they've battled. They've been chasing it all year too. So I don't know. We'll just have to see how it turns out. Uh but let's uh we're gonna get into this roster right after this break. Well, I think I know what you were going to say a few minutes ago when you were, we were talking about the rotation depth. But the same day that Charlie Morton, um, I think it was the day that they decided to put him on the injured list, the news came out that they were going to move Kyle Wright to the bullpen. Um, which, you know, I mean, I know people were down on Wright, but I kind of gave him a pass, honestly, because I was at Rome that day and he, th- he said he thought he needed four starts, uh, four rehab starts. Just looking at his pitch count, I thought he was going to need five to really get fully stretched out, he was back after three and had to pitch against the Phillies twice, you know. So for me, that's a that's a tough situation for a guy that's missed four months of the season uh, to get thrown back into. I just kind of didn't pay attention to the results and was kind of looking more at – you know, his stuff and how he was feeling and and everything. But I thought it was kind of – it's a little weird. And I wonder if they go back on this because Wright's made one appearance out of the bullpen and it was three innings, I think. I can't remember how many pitches he he threw. But I'm wondering if Wright doesn't – I mean, they could start Kyle Wright Thursday, uh, you know, in Thursday's game. We were talking about that. And I wonder if elder struggles kind of forced them to kind of give – right another little, uh, another look. Uh, I mean, because you and I talked about right, the possibility of right being in the bullpen for the DS because they didn't need, but three starters. So, you know, I think that's in, that might be in play, even though they did say they were going to move him to the bullpen.
1: Yeah, this is what, this is what I was going to say a minute ago. I, I don't, I guess I don't fully understand, especially the day that Charlie Morton, max, you know, max Freed goes down. Charlie Morton goes down. Bryce Alder looks like crap the last few weeks or really the last few months. You know, I don't. I guess I don't fully understand why they would just immediately move Kyle to the bullpen. You know, he pitched three innings out of the pen, which means his you know his arm was built up enough to go at least three. If they had kept him in the rotation, he could have gotten at least two more starts, which means he could have gone four. You know, the one start and then five the next start, and and at least been a, a five inning guy for the postseason, which is really all you would ever use him for anyways, because only only the the, the top elite guys ever pitch more than that in, in a postseason game and you know I'll, i'm i with you i'm interested to see if they reopen that door because i just i i don't fully understand why you would close it to begin with when you have all of these injuries especially piling up at the same time you have these guys who are ineffective you know kyle's pitched in big series you know he obviously the braves did not play well last uh, last october against the phillies but Kyle Wright did like his his start was the one they won, and he pitched really well against that lineup. And you know he's done this before, and he's pitched in big games. And going back to twenty one, like I just trust him more than Bryce Elder. I know that, and so I was surprised when they when they kind of officially moved into the pen. And like you, I'm interested to see if maybe they walk that back a little bit now that they've you know gone through what they've gone through because it just seems weird to me that you would just voluntarily, you know, close that door.
0: Yeah. And I agree. And I mean, I didn't really give it a whole lot of thought till we were just sitting here talking about it, but now, you know, I'm wondering if Rot does not start Thursday? So we'll just have to see, uh, by the time you're listening to this, you'll probably know the answer to that. Uh, but, um, you know it will be interesting. You know, the, as far last little thing on injuries before we kind of get into our uh, guesses for the division series. Uh, the Gwinnett season is over. The minor league season is over. I was in the clubhouse Tuesday. Colin McHugh was in the clubhouse. Nick Anderson was not. Uh, Snit basically was asked about him and said something to the effect, you know, they were kind of at that point they hadn't named Darius Vines yet as a starter uh, for Tuesday uh, for Wednesday. So he said it was going to kind of see how they got there. I'm kind of expecting McHugh to get it activated now uh, for Thursday, probably with Vines going back down since he won't start again during the regular season. And, um, you know, Nick Anderson to me doesn't look like a a possibility for the division series, you know, whether that's injury-related or he's just – you know, farther, so far behind the other guys now that, you know, he's not an option. Uh, I'm assuming that Gwinnett is going to be, they're going to have guys working out at Gwinnett to be ready. That's what they've done in post-seasons past. I mean, you know, I wouldn't say Anderson's completely out of the picture uh, for the playoffs just because, you know, you don't have to go back far to 2021. And we, you know, I would have never dreamed Tucker Davidson or Kyle Wright even was going to get into the postseason mix and, and pitch big innings. And, uh, you know, that happened. So, uh, but it doesn't it doesn't look like Nick Anderson's going to be uh, an option for the division series. So, you know, we'll just have to see that. And, I mean, I, you and I, I talked to you, I, I didn't know if McHugh was going to be. Uh, so, I figured they're going to get him back in there and kind of see what he looks like. And he may be, you know, he may be pitching for a roster spot too.
1: Well, and I think McHugh is especially interesting now that they've had these rotation concerns because McHugh is a guy that, you know, can pitch multiple innings and – they might view that skill set a little more highly than they did you know a week ago so it'll be interesting to see I am surprised that you know we don't know what's going to happen Nick Anderson could be up tomorrow for all we know but it does seem like they're not quite as urgent or urgently trying to get Anderson back up because if you're going to use him for the postseason then you would think you would get him up as fast as possible get him two or three start or two or three appearances see how he looks and then make a decision but you know part of the problem is the Braves don't have a lot of roster flexibility which is something we've talked about all year uh, but yeah they don't really seem to be terribly interested in in you know getting him back up so um, we'll, but we'll see you know there's a lot of moving parts you know this whole outlook looked a lot different a week ago and it'll probably look a lot different by the time we actually get to the playoffs so uh, but yeah it, it's been it's been a wild ride for Nick Anderson I know that I'm sure he's a bit frustrated not to be back up at this point but um, there's a lot of moving parts and there's still about fifteen different directions they could go with this thing.
0: Yeah, and I mean we're fixing to break down our roster right now, and uh, you know it's still just a guess because we've seen them go off the, we've seen them go off the grid uh, before. Um, you know I don't really have a good sense for how many pitchers they might carry in a five game in, in a five game series. Um, you know I've got them projected for twelve. I'm going to see if you agree with that, but you know at the same time there's not a ton of position player guys that you can that you can really can i would really consider uh you know unless they do decide to make some 40-man roster moves so uh but just looking at this uh pitching staff i've still got max freed spencer strider and bryce elder uh obviously elder's the one you know you've got your eye on and then obviously max freed's health there um you know so uh but i mean do you see as far as rotation goes that's where that's who i've got penciled in for the division series
1: yeah, with Kyle Wright, I think Kyle Wright is the the wild card there. You know, we're, we're going to know pretty quick because if they don't start him in, in one of these games this week, then you know that that option's probably out. But yeah, um, those three guys are are the most obvious with with Kyle being the wild card.
0: All right, and then the bullpen, I've got Iglesias, Minter, Jimenez, Pierce, Johnson, Michael Tonkin, Kirby Yates, Brad Hand, Jesse Chavez, and Kyle Wright. And Wright was the last uh, last guy in there. You know others. Now the interesting thing here, I think you. I've seen Jackson Stevens pitch some in big innings. I've seen you know. Obviously, I think Colin McHugh is going to be back in there. Uh, ben Heller, I would know was on the was in Washington last week and was. They looked like you know he was an option to be activated, but they didn't do that. You know, there's some other reliever depth, depth here. Uh, Anderson, Boy, Hernandez as well. And then you've got the starters, you know, the guys like Smith Chauver, um, Vines. I'm kind of interested to see what Alan Winans looks like. If Elder continues to struggle. Could Alan Winans yeah. sneak, or Darius Vines sneak their way onto this roster? Possibly. Dylan Dodd, uh, Garrett was telling us how Dylan Dodd's velocity ticked up uh, in his last appearance. You know, it was a relief appearance. Maybe he was throwing harder because he knew he wasn't going to be in there as long. I'm not sure. You know, there's there's still options out there. It might not be what you classify as good options, but I'm like you, it's going to be interesting to see how many of these multi, multi-inning guys they try to pack on this roster. I mean, I've always been in the camp. I would carry thirteen pitchers. I don't care if there's a guy that you're not going to use. Uh, you know, you're not going. You're probably not going to use. Uh, but I mean, when you look at these position players, and we're fixing to, how often do the Braves pinch hit? You know, how often are they do using defensive subs? I think the odds of them running out of position players are a lot lower um, than running out of pitchers at this point with the DH.
1: Yeah, especially from the left side, right? Like at least in the bullpen, you've got mentor and you've got hand and that's it. And hand is a guy that you really get in trouble if he has to face too many righties and mentor is kind of your high leverage guy. So, you you know, he's not the guy you're usually going to bring in in the fifth inning if you're trying to get a Bryce Harper out. Um, So yeah, you know, do they carry Dodd to just get another lefty if they feel like he's pitched better out of the bullpen? What do they do with McHugh? What do they do with Anderson? I mean, these are all questions. These are all interesting questions as we, you know, wrap up the season and move into the postseason. And you know how how much do they trust Elder? Is it possible? I mean, is it is it actually possible they could use Darius Vines or or Allen Winans? I mean, that would be wild. I mean, can you imagine one of those guys pitching a a post? I mean, that would just be wild. I mean, um, it was a, a, so.
0: a, a postseason game on the road. You know, that's what that's yeah. where I get that's where I get uh, pause. You know, I can't I can't get fully get myself there because. You know, I would say, you know, why is Kyle Wright on this roster if we're doing this? You know, at that point, so right. I can't, I can't fully get there. If it was going to be at home, you know, okay, I might I could talk myself into it. If it was a seven game series, I guess I could talk myself into it. Uh But you know, I, with Elder and Wright, I just can't see them not trying to just get, you know get Elder through the line, uh, the order one time or twice at most, you know, and just using it like a bullpen game before they would go to that. But, you know, again, Winans has looked really good at times with that changeup and stuff. So, you know, but that would be an incredibly tough spot, uh, you know, for him, especially if it's in Philly. You know, I mean, it, anywhere, it wouldn't really matter, but especially in that atmosphere in, in Philadelphia. But, uh, you know, looking at the position players here. Now, when I wrote this up earlier this week, I had a different infielder in this and I've changed that um for now. But, you know, catchers, I think it's just two. Uh you know, the Chadwick Trump, they they could carry a third, but with Marcel Azuna locking down the DH spot, I don't think there's any reason to carry a third catcher. You know, the infielders I've got uh the regular the normal uh the more normal starters, nicky Lopez and I've got Luke Williams in there right now. I had a Von Grissom earlier this week. And then in the outfield no surprises there and I've got Forrest Wall in that group too. You know, I can make the case for Grissom. I think if you carry one less pitcher, I think Grissom gets on there. I can make the case for Grissom over Luke Williams. But they've used Williams as a runner uh, a lot lately. And with him and Wall, you know, he they could come in and, and potentially, you know, fill in wherever. Uh, Nicky Lopez has been exceptional. I still can't believe they got him from the Royals for what they gave up. Um, but you know, the thing about this pitching and this was the position players I wanted to, uh, the other position players on the 40 man roster, I'm not sure. I think you could get three of the four uh, of these guys, but they're Trump, Von Grissom, Braden Shoemake, and Andrew Velasquez. Tell me, did you remember that, uh, Velasquez was, uh, on the 40 man roster?
1: I don't even know who that is to be a thousand percent honest with you. So no, I did not remember. He was, with um, the uh,
0: he was with the angels earlier this season, uh, was, uh, and they signed him, I think oh, in field yeah. depth when uh shoemate got hurt that. and, and, you know, they were, they were having some issues at triple a, you didn't really know if he was a option for up here. Um, you know, especially, but I think with Adrianza out hurt, um, you know, so I think he, he got on there, but I forgot he was on the 40 man too, but I included him here just because of that. So.
1: No, Andrew Velasquez could be my waiter at dinner tonight and I wouldn't be I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. So no, I didn't know about him. Um yeah. You know the the I guess the conversation around the postseason roster and, and, and position players is always two catchers or three catchers. The Braves have shown in the past a willingness to to take three catchers. Um but like you said, Ozuna has so locked down that DH spot that you're never there's never gonna be a situation where you play both catchers at the same time and you know even in like a I'm trying to think of like a pinch hitting situation maybe Eddie Rosario's in the game they bring in a lefty so you want to pinch hit somebody but even in that situation you would probably just use Pilar Um, so you know maybe if they do it one more time with maybe Michael Harris or something you need another righty and we're getting pretty deep into the into the possibilities at that point so yeah I they've done it in the past so I understand why people think they might carry three but you know, their their starting lineup is just so locked in and, and they don't ever play the, the two catches at the same time since since Marcel has you know, remembered how to play baseball again. So um yeah, I think I agree with most of this. You know, Luke Williams is a weird name to see on a playoff roster. I mean, I, I get it because you know, he's been up for as long as he has. I don't know why that wouldn't be Von Grissom. He's a he's a better player, and you've already got Forrest Wall, who can be your kind of speed pinch run guy so i would put i would put vaughn grissom on that roster just to have another bat but you know uh, they they've obviously preferred luke williams there for all of september so we'll see but other than that yeah i mean it's pretty it's pretty standard the only question is going to be if they only carry 12 pitchers then obviously that means they can carry 14 position players and and obviously that's probably going to end up being a third catcher so um but we'll see we'll see what they do luke williams is the weird name but you know, it wouldn't surprise me. Well,
0: I've got fourteen position players here without the third catcher. If you carry Wall right. if you oh, carry okay. Wall you. and Williams. I think if they go thirteen pitchers, then Williams comes off probably. Yeah, that's right. Um yeah. so you know, I mean it's interesting it's interesting to look at. It what what threw me off is because they've got twenty eight man roster right now. They they're basically gonna have to cut down to twenty six uh, yeah. you know, for the postseason. So um uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's where it is. I mean, there's just not a ton of options, uh, you know, on the position player side that are not already up, uh, unless you want to start making 40 man roster moves. I mean, Jesus Aguilar was it Gw- Gwinnett? You know, um, there's other guys, but I mean, my point is, is why carry a bunch of position players? Because no more than the Braves pinch it. Um, you know, you've seen them be uh, use their bench a little more lately because of Nicky Lopez, and I think that's been you know that's a credit to Nicky Lopez because they weren't doing that early in the season. Um, you know, so we'll just have to, I'm always intrigued when that, that roster comes out because I want to know how close I was. And here the last few years, I haven't been close at all. So, you know, I'm anxious to kind of see how this one comes out.
1: Yeah. The only scenario I'm interested and in, you kind of build your rosters based on scenarios is, you know, if they bring if somebody brings in a lefty to face Rosario in a big spot, then you can pinch hit, um, Pilar. And that they've done that all year. They did it. They just did it a couple of minutes ago in a big spot. Um, But if somebody brings in a lefty and you've already used Ballard to to pitch to Michael Harris, you know, is that a situation where you carry Forrest Wall to be the defensive replacement, but maybe you carry Von Grissom to be the actual guy that pinch hits for him, right, in a big spot against a a tough lefty? I don't know. That's kind of where you, you know, maybe you use one of your backup catchers, Maybe that's the justification for carrying three catchers. I don't know. You know, that's a scenario I've thought about because, you know, as good a year as Michael's had, and he's had a really good year, he's had an amazing bounce-back year actually after how poorly he started. But, you know, he still has these, you know, we saw it last night against, I think it was against Drew Smiley Mm -hmm. um, where, you know, he still has these really rough at-bats sometimes against left-handers, especially, you know, uh, guys who can command a breaking ball. And, you know, you get into a big spot in the postseason, they bring in a lefty to face Michael. I don't know. I I could see that as a scenario where you might want to pinch hit and do you carry a guy specifically for that scenario like you do with Pilar and and Rosario. So, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. But, you know, they've got a couple of options they could do. And and like we've kind of started with, it's all tied to how many pitchers you carry. And if you carry 12, then you can carry 14 position players. And that's probably a, you know, a, a situation you can plan for
0: yeah and i mean if it was my decision i would tra- i would carry uh Grissom and that's what I wrote earlier this week but uh uh you know just for this uh p- um, situation that you mentioned uh you know like uh you're facing a lefty you've got a right handed bat you don't have to worry about his defense too much because you've got um you've got Nicky Lopez there, you know, they could go in and play shortstop or wherever. So I just looked at it like a hit, uh, you know, as a pure, as a hitter. Uh, if, if the situation arose, he's probably the best hitter they don't have. That's not on the active roster. So that's why I included him. So we'll just have to see how it turns out, but uh, you know, let's, uh, let's take another break and then let's, let's do a quick lightning round on, on the postseason pitcher. picture. All right, this has been a, a wild uh, chase down the down the stretch. I mean, this wild card race has been tight from, uh, I would say, from the all-star break on. I mean, there's been so many teams in the running. and I mean, right now the Padres and the Giants uh, were could be eliminated on Wednesday night. I haven't checked the scores to see what's going on there. But w- at least one of those teams is going to be out of the picture tonight. But, I mean, the Marlins are still in it. The Reds are still in it. Uh, the Cubs that crushing loss Tuesday night uh, when uh, Seo Suzuki made the error in in right field that that hurt them. The Marlins have hung in here without uh, Sandy Alcantara and and now Yuri Perez, so I'm very impressed with them. But the Braves' magic number going into uh, Wednesday to clinch home field in the National League was one. It's uh, the magic number for the for home field through the World Series was two. Um, you know, I mean. Uh, It's pretty amazing now that they've gotten hit with all these injuries. They've dealt with uh, starting, you know, without freed and ride all season. You know, here they are this close to uh, clinching home field. Uh, But, you know, looking at the rest of the field here, I mean, you know, I don't feel comfortable in any of these five-game series. Uh, But which of these teams, uh, you know, interests you? Uh, Who do you think the Braves match up the best against? Does anybody scare you? I mean, you basically got the Phillies that are in. They've clinched. The Diamondbacks look like they're going to hold. Well, right now they've got a lead in the second spot, and the Cubs are fighting to try to hold on to the final playoff spot.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, the obvious answer is the the Phillies, right? Because the Phillies are pretty clearly, at least in my opinion, pretty clearly the third best team in the National League. I think, you know, I think them and the Brewers have the same record at the moment, but the talent level on those two teams is not the same. And so I I put the Phillies, you know, a couple of notches probably above the Brewers. And because of MLB's, you know, uh, wonky playoff formatting it's very likely that the Braves are going to have to play the Phillies if they advance versus the Dodgers having to play the Phillies but that's just because MLB automatically guarantees the third division winner the three seed even if they have a worse record which is a whole separate rant that I could go on on it on a different day but yeah so probably the Phillies is is the the answer I don't think the Braves the Braves have not played the Diamondbacks well Um, the Diamondbacks are probably objectively a worse team than the Cubs but I think they probably match up better. The Braves probably match up better with the Cubs just because the Cubs use a lot of lefties. And, you know, the Braves have typically done pretty well against lefties. You know, Max, they, Max Freed just shut the Cubs down a a couple weeks ago. You know, Strider, you know, you could easily see a scenario where the Braves play the Cubs and, you know, uh, Max and Strider just overwhelm them and they, they don't really have a chance. And so I would probably rather play the Cubs than. The Diamondbacks or the Phillies. Um, I probably, if I had to rank them, I'd probably say I'd rather play the Cubs, then I'd rather play the Diamondbacks, and then I'd rather play the Phillies, you know, one through three. So, but, you know, it's the playoffs. Anybody can beat you. I mean, it was so stupid last year. You know, the Dodgers just absolutely dominated the Padres all year long. The Padres won like one game against the Dodgers all year. And then you get to the postseason and the Dodgers, you know, are eliminated by the Padres. And, only win one game. They, they, they lose three to one in the, in the DS. So that's baseball. That's the playoffs and anybody can beat you. Anybody can get hot. You know, it's just a crap shoot. So honestly, you know, the biggest threat to the Braves is the randomness of October. That's honestly the biggest threat. If, if all these games were, or of all these series were, you know, 15 game series, then I would favor the Braves pretty heavily, but they're, they're not, they're three game series and five game series and seven game series. And, you know, you just got to live with the randomness.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think you're right there. And I mean, you know, we we kind of have projected this thing out, like how we want to uh, we want to see it, but we think it will go. But I mean, if you just look back to last year, you can see how everything can just get torn up really quick. Uh, you know, in the postseason, especially with the, it expanded now, and the five game series. I mean, you know, especially if I don't see anybody coming in and just shutting this lineup down for a whole series. Uh, but there's enough pitching issues that hey you gotta you know you gotta you gotta it's gotta go you gotta start playing well early you know you can't Braves can't if you've got Freed and Strider going those are two games that you feel like you've got to win those games um, you know if you if you if whoever comes in here and splits those first two games then you know you're gonna have a fight you're probably looking at a five game series then you're just gonna be fighting to get it back to Atlanta so yeah I agree with you I kind of I don't know. um, I kind of feel good if they had to play the Diamondbacks. I mean, Zach Gallon scares you. I mean, all these teams scare you. I mean, you could see yeah. a situation where, you know, you have to go to Wrigley Field and the wind's blowing out. I mean, that could be a good thing for the Braves. But, I mean, we've just seen crazy things happen. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I also – there's just a part of me that wants it to be the Phillies just because of how last year ended. Uh, you know, because yeah. I just feel like if the Braves are healthy, that's a different series. You know, I know the Phillies got hot, and I mean, you know, I think the Braves. You could feel, you could feel a little bit better about that loss just because the Phillies ran all the way to the World Series, and you know, you had guys hurt and sick and and everything else. But the Braves didn't play good in that series at all. Uh, so, you know, I think it'd be it'd be kind of it'd be kind of nice to go back have that rematch and say it just get through that and uh, you know and and get that out of a uh, that narrative, uh, put that narrative to rest. So. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Um, you know, we've been going pretty long. Anything else you want to hit before we get out of here?
1: No, I'll just say, you know, it. They could be playing a, uh, you know, the. They could be playing a little league team, and I would still be pacing around my living room in October. So it, you know, it's all it's all nerve wracking either way. Um, but yeah, we're you know we're approaching the end of the season now. It's been an incredible year the Braves just came back and tied the game against the Cubs, by the way. I don't know if you're tracking it as we're recording this, but uh, Ozzy just knocked in Acuna to to tie the game. But um, yeah, it's been a great season. It's been a lot of fun. Obviously the next time we talk will be, you know, the season will be over. This is our last, this is our last show of the regular season. It's been incredibly fun. Um, I love doing these. I love talking Braves baseball, obviously. And uh, Chris, you've been amazing. Uh, It's been, you know, it's been a great season and, and it's not done yet, obviously. We have a whole postseason to go and we'll have content every day, including on the podcast network. But it's been it's been a tremendous season and you know, this is the last one for the regular season, and then we ramp up for October.